Welcome to the Call the Vet Show, the podcast that helps pet parents understand and optimize the health of their furry family so they can live the full and happy life you want for them. And here's your host, veterinarian Dr. Alex Avery. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Call the Vet Show. Really delighted to have you with me for another episode. And if we've not met before, then my name is veterinary Dr. Alex. I'm a vet in general practice and also founder of Our Pets Health and host of this show, the Call the Vet Show. So if you know you want to listen to a podcast that is all about helping you keep your dog and cat safe, help keep their health optimized and tackling really whatever life throws their way. I'd love for you to hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed or follow or whatever it is um, to make sure that you don't miss out on all of my future episodes. And today I'm continuing the summer hot weather theme from last week to talk to you about how to keep your dog cool in summer. When the temperatures really start to climb, how do we keep your dog specifically, but this goes for cats as well. How do you keep them cool and safe to prevent heat stroke ever being a serious risk? And as you heard last week, you know, it can absolutely be deadly. So let's quickly run through some of these key points. You know, it's not particularly difficult, but it does require a little bit of forethought and a little bit of planning. But with that in mind, the first one is simply to make sure that they have access to plenty of water at all times. Getting dehydrated really compromises the ability of our pets to pant, to lose heat through the normal mechanisms. And so if they, if they can't lose heat when they're hot, just like ourselves, if we can't sweat or our sweating becomes ineffective because it's humid, for example, then we feel particularly uncomfortable and we get much, much hotter. We're at greater risk of heat stroke compared to if it was the same temperature, but a dry heat. So make sure that they always have water to hand. Now this includes when you're going out and about. So if you're taking your dog for a walk, take enough water for yourself, but also take water for them and something that they can drink out of. So a collapsible bowl is, you know, fantastic for this. Equally, make sure that the water is is kind of made is kept fresh. Um, you can even increase the chance of your dog or your cat drinking their water by adding maybe a little bit of tuna juice, um, chicken broth. Don't want it to be too salty, but something flavoursome to help encourage them to maintain their hydration. It's super important. The next thing to do to keep them cool is have a fan blowing. So if you've got a um, air conditioning unit, you know, have that on on the hottest days. If you've just got a normal fan that helps to to move the air over your dog um, or your cat, that's going to increase their ability to stay cool. If you do need to keep them in a crate, for example, um, they're crate trained, but things are getting hot, then you can actually get special crate fans that attach to the side onto the bars that then, you know, that's really useful if you're traveling with your dog because it might be that the air conditioning doesn't really help keep the, the back of the car, the boot, as cool as you might expect. So actually adding a fan um, can be really beneficial if you're traveling with them. Be aware that this isn't going to stop your dog suffering from heat stroke if you leave them in a parked car in the sun. So never do that even if you've got a fan on their cage. The next thing you can do to keep them cool is use cooling wraps and packs. So these are kind of cooling towels and mats. You typically add some water, shake them out, um, and once that water starts to evaporate, it, 
it cools those down and that can make a really big difference with keeping your dog cool. Equally, you can kind of keep the ground around them moist and again, that will cool down the ground and you'll probably find that your dog chooses to go and lie on these cooler spots. Maybe they've got some uh, cool tiles in the shade that they're choosing to lie on. So it's the same with those mats. You can also get things like cooling vests. Um, you know, there's various different accessories there. When it comes to treats for your dog in the warmer months, give them frozen treats. So this is great, not just for keeping them cool, it also keeps them hydrated and it also helps keep them mentally stimulated, which if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know how important I think that is for the well-being in general of our pets, both dogs and cats, is to keep them mentally stimulated. So a really good way of doing this is you get uh, maybe an empty ice cream, ice cream container or something like that. Um, you know, fill that up with water, maybe a flavored water with the tuna or the chicken like we've just discussed. Add some treats to that as well. So as it melts or as your dog kind of crunches through that ice block, they're going to get a tasty reward, which is going to encourage them to um, take in that water and to use their brain to get those treats. So that's a really great idea. Um, next thing to keep your dog cool is to use booties. So it's incredible how hot the pavement, the tarmac can get, um, and that can definitely burn your dog's feet. Now, that in itself isn't going to cause them heat stroke, but it can be incredibly painful. Imagine, you know, walking across hot sand and not actually being able to get off that sand um, by putting on some shoes or going onto a different, um, a different surface. It's the same for your dog. If they get burnt pads, and, you know, I do see this every year as well, um, it's incredibly painful. It takes a long time for those to heal. And really, every time your dog is, is walking, they're going to be kind of like, treading on broken glass, it's really horrid. Um, next comes, um, have a little um, paddling pool, uh, a little play pool, um, or a sprinkler going. Now, clearly this is gonna depend on where you are in the world and water availability. Um, and I know there's water shortages um, and kind of drought in a lot of, a lot of places in the world where typically there was lots of water. But um, having a shallow pool, you can get those, um, you know, kind of those plastic shells that are for kids, um, for really young kids. Um, you know, having those so your dog can go to, they might, they might drink from that, but also if they, if they bathe in that, if it soaks their coat when that evaporates, it's going to help keep their body cool. Helping your pet live the happy, healthy life they deserve. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here quickly to let you know that I do actually have a free guide to help you understand all of the dangers that the hot weather can bring to your dog's life, how you can prevent them in the first place and how you can address them if your dog does experience any of these hazards. You can check it out and download it for free at ourpetshealth.com slash summer dog care and I'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well. So make sure you head over there ourpetshealth.com slash summer dog care to grab your free guide to keeping your dog safe during the warmer months. <coughs> And now on with the show. Plenty of shade comes next. So if you do have a pool, maybe pop a little shade over it, an umbrella, just somewhere where your dog can go that is a little bit shady. They can get out of the sun. This is going to be especially important if you've got a relatively open yard. Maybe your dog is outside all day. You don't want them in the house while you're at work. They really must always have a shady place to go. Now, the next one might seem a little bit kind of from left field, but it's keep your dog thin. Again, if you've listened for any length of time, you'll know that 
one of the biggest or if not the biggest preventable health condition that affects all of our pets is obesity. It has a huge knock-on effect on just general body health. But also you can think of the extra fat as like a big padded puffer winter jacket that insulates them. It keeps the heat trapped within their body. So keeping them thin is definitely going to help to keep them cool. Now, if we're thinking of kind of winter jackets, the next one is to think about grooming your dog. Now, this is really going to depend on the type of dog that you've got. If you've got a kind of double coated, really thick coated dog, so like a husky, for example, you might think you want to clip that off to remove that jacket. Actually, that can make things worse because that super insulative layer actually protects them from the really hot external temperatures and clipping them can make it more likely for them to overheat. On the other hand, if you've just got a more kind of standard um, coated dog, keeping them well-groomed can and, and their coat shorter can definitely help to keep them cooler. So really it depends on what kind of dog you've got. You might want to talk to your groomer about what is best and what's most appropriate for your dog breed. Your veterinarian as well will let you know whether that's appropriate. Now the next thing to keeping cool is actually sticking to the cool of the day when you're exercising your dog. So first thing in the morning um, or last thing at night really, especially when it's very hot, um, it doesn't take long for your dog to start overheating. It doesn't take much exercise. Certain breeds are going to be at a higher risk. Um, those that are at the very highest risk are what we call the brachycephalics. So that's our squash-nosed, our flat-nosed dog breeds. So like our bulldogs, our pugs, um, you know, all of those kinds of breeds are much more likely to overheat and it doesn't take long. So sticking to the cool of the day and keeping exercise uh, shorter than you might normally do. So maybe that means that you actually take them out twice a day rather than once. So both morning and evening. But it's really important um, yeah, to limit their exercise to these cooler times. And then the final tip, which I've kind of already touched on, is never leave your dog alone in the car. Please don't do it. Um, you know, there are warnings that go out um, on social media every year across multiple channels. But every year we see reports of dogs dying in cars. Um, they've been left there for not very long in some instances. Um, but it really doesn't take long. It's incredibly surprising how quickly a car can heat up. And I actually did an experiment, um, and I'll link to that in the show notes if you head over there, um, of a video of me trapping in inverted commas myself in a car. Um, it was pretty unpleasant. Um, yeah, and I did that so that you don't have to, but please just don't do it. So anyway, that's it for this episode. I hope that that helps you prevent a heat stroke episode. I hope it gives you food for thought of maybe some things you could do when you go out for a walk, take some water with you, things that you can do in your yard, in your back garden to help keep your dog cool. Heat stroke kills. I hope it never happens to your dog. And that's it for this episode. So until the next time, I'm veterinarian Dr. Alex. This is the Call the Vet Show because they're family. That's it for this episode of the Call the Vet Show. Be sure to visit callthevet.org to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. We'll see you next time.